in. Thank you so much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. My name is Chris, alongside my brother by choice, Kevin Nakata. Kevin, what's going on, man? My by choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I ever heard of that one. I know. Well, we're not blood related, obviously, because yeah, we might have to check on that. Cuban? You're right. You're part Cuban? Cuban and Spanish. Yeah. I don't know, man. I might be right there with you. Yeah. Weird, weird things have happened in the past that we may or may or may not know yeah. about. I mean, we, you have black hair on your face and I've got <laughs> red hair. So we, we must be related somehow. But anyway, um, welcome to the podcast this week. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, Kevin, as well. Um, guys, before we get started, make sure to go give us a follow on Instagram at CCA California. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well. We see that we say this every single week, and we definitely see the numbers, see the growth every week. We definitely do appreciate all the support, and uh, we definitely want to keep growing uh, the podcast as well. Today, we've got one of my favorite per- personal favorite friends. I know Kevin; he's a friend of yours. We've got Mr. Absolutely. Benny Florentino. Benny, what's good, man? How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. From Absolutely. Coastal Charters, Coastal Charters, Coastal Charters. From Coastal Charters. First things first, Benny. When was the last time you went fishing? Yesterday. <laughs> nice. Nice. How'd you do? Uh, very, very well. Nice. Um, when somebody gets one over eight and one over nine for a full day trip and about 30 bass mixed in, I'd say it's an exceptional day. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. What about you, Kevin? That's that, pretty that's good. That's a bass of a lifetime yeah. by, by all persons' considerations. Yeah. He, needless the, to say, the he was a, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I try not to catch big ones with, <laughs> with paying people. <laughs> I never catch, you know, he goes, come on and fish. I go, no, I'll wait till you catch a few, then I'll I'll jump in. You know, my, my rule is don't catch the... Don't catch the first, don't catch the last, don't catch the biggest. And, and how big, um, what did he catch it on? He, he caught it on a custom tube bait. Oh, really? Yeah. In the middle of the kelp? What, the uh, calico, we were flipping kelp, because it was dead slack tide, so we are flipping kelp. Just like the largemouth guys, you know. Those fish, if you've ever been to like the aquarium or Monterey, you see the fish from the bottom of the stock to the middle of the stock, that's where the fish are set up when there's no current. So, and a lot of those big females are starting to move in shallower. We caught that big calico in about 30 feet of water. The sand bass was in 15 feet of water on structure. Totally two different uh, types of structure and two different. One five, 15 feet? 15 feet. Wow. With straight structure, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, and, and you know, the, the crazy thing is we, I, that, that sand bass was like over nine, right? And I saw about five of them with it. And the angler in me goes, grab a rod and pitch on it. And I go, but the business guy goes, no, I'll grab his fish. Yeah, yeah, right. Because <laughs> I didn't have a net out. Take care of your clients. Yeah, I didn't have a net out, and I just couldn't justify hanging a big one next to him, and his comes off, and I get mine in the boat. That's just not the right thing to do. To do so, I mean, they're, they're paying guests, and mm-hmm. I take care of my paying guests. You know, I could always fish. You certainly do. I uh, I actually had the privilege of fishing with you and Matt uh, about a month ago, so a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I kid you not. You know, normally, you know, I've known you for quite a while now, mm-hmm. and, and all that, and Matt too. You know, I felt like a customer on your boat. Your your customer service. I mean, even with the two of us, top notch for sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of friends before we before they come on the boat goes don't take any of my fish off and I'll take my own backlashes out. So. <laughs> that must um, be nice. Yeah, I mean, I just it's just automatic for me. You know, I come from the hospitality industry, so I, mm-hmm. I take care of people. People come to my house and it's, you know, uh, I don't know if it's the hospitality or the Filipino blood where you've got to take care of people, you know, feed them and drink them and, and all that when they come on, you know, come into your house or something. But I think that has a little bit to do with it. But I, I just enjoy watching people catch and I try to make it as easy as possible for them. Mm-hmm. You, and you've been doing this for how many years now? Since char- being a charter captain. Since 2012. To 2012, yeah, so that's 10 your 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. And and you've always done bass fishing as the priority species, it, right? It, it has been, unless things throw you a curveball like last year and you're seeing bluefin tuna off the east end of cat, you know, that are very manageable. You know, that's the key phrase, manageable. That 20 to 50 to 60 pound, I feel is manageable for like a, a jig stick and 80 pound and 60 pound or something like that. But once you get over, you know, in that 100 pound range, then for my guess, it doesn't become manageable and becomes more of a chore because if they hook one, they're going to be on it. Like I had a guy hook one 
uh, last year, early summer, right outside of Newport. We were literally two miles from the from the harbor entrance coming back from Cat. Mm-hmm. Hook went over 100 on a jig stick, and I go, oh, man. Uh-oh. He was on that thing for two hours. It's getting dark. I go, geez, just pull on that thing. <laughs> it, it, it broke off next to the boat. One, I was happy because I didn't have to drag that thing on the, on the skiff. And two, I didn't have to process it. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, I was bummed because he lost it, you know. Right. But we got to see it was right next to the boat. I was getting ready to gaff it, and the fish just kind of turned real quick, rubbed under the hull, and see it. Was this on calico gear? It was on a night a Terramar ninety mh and a Trans four hundred with oh with forty pound leader calico and, gear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was definitely calico gear. So. Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, Eddie, before we get further along. Let's go into your background. How did you, uh, I guess, make your way into the charter business? Um, well, the business I left in, I was in the restaurant business for 35 years, uh, 25 in corporate, 10 private, and I'd always fished even during that time. I mean, my, my passion to fish for, for calicos on artificials was, was my thing. And uh, I got into it because I left the company and then I didn't know what I was gonna do my, with myself, so I got a, uh, six-pack license or OUPV license uh, and I thought well maybe I'll do this part-time takes a few people make a few bucks while I'm at it mm-hmm. and it just went from one thing to another I did a few in 2012 2013 did a few more 2000 the, the uh, winter or I guess the early spring of 2014 our yellowtail just bursted on the scene locally and we were catching them right outside the harbor, and you catch them on anything. And they were that 20 to 25 pound class. So I did that. I'd go out, catch some yellows, and then go fish bass and come home. You know, be home by two. It's like a great day. Oh, it was it was phenomenal. We'd catch like four or six yellows or even more, and then go catch like a handful of calicos and then come in. With uh, less than 10 gallons spent. With yeah, <laughs> well, we were, we were kind of running on bird school, so we were burning a little bit of fuel, but fuel wasn't an issue back then as much as it is no. now. So that's how I started doing that, and then it just kind of blossomed from there. 2015, 2016, I was running upwards of like 265 days a year. Uh, that's pretty good. 240, you know, the 265. And then, you know, sticking, and when you fish bass, guys were saying, oh my God, but you can fish bass from January to December, right? I mean, it's bass. If not at the kelp, if not on structure, if not inside the harbor, there's somewhere to catch a bass, mm-hmm. so that's that. That's the deal. So, and there's a lot of people that are going into the sport right now, continually growing in their um, advancement of being an angler, going from spotties from shore all the way up to calicos, and then bluefin or yellowtail. I mean, the, it, the progression is there, and you're facilitating a lot of people who might be coming in as well as been experiencing it for many many years. Yeah, it's just it's just shortening the learning curve, and you know. Um, and, and you know, I, not only am I taking to the spot, but I'm also teaching them how to cast. Like for me, the number one thing I do is I, I kind of size up a lot of my guests. Oh yeah, no, I fished tuna the other day. Yeah, but they didn't tell me they were eight, five to eight pounders. Mm-hmm. And then they get on a 20 pound yellow accidentally and it just, you know, wipes <laughs> them out. Um, but you know, the cast for me is huge because in order to get to the fish or to where you need to go, you have to learn how to cast. That's like number one. And so, like with my guests, they'll tell you, you know, yeah, what does Ben say? He goes, two to nine, turn your wrist. Two to nine, turn your wrist. So it's two o'clock, two o'clock here. You end up nine o'clock here. You turn your wrist. You got to look good doing it. And my examples are deckhands, captains, and cooks. Especially watch the cook because they're the best casters because they don't have time to mess around. They can only have a chance to make two or three casts, catch a fish, and bring it on the boat or have somebody wind it in. But mm-hmm. the cast the cast is like number one. Two to nine. Two to nine. Two to nine, turn your wrist. All right, and, and look good doing it. And look good, really good. <laughs> you ever notice that when deckhands or captains cast, man, they look really good. <laughs> but you see other people, it's like, oh, oh when they have the, the real face facing up, mm-hmm. I call that Billy Bobbin. Mm-hmm. Because 
Oh, you mean like doing like the straight up well, square looking? Yes, sir. Like Billy Bobbin. <laughs> Billy Bobbin. You know what I'm saying? We've had some terms on this podcast between doinking and Billy Bobbin. You know? <laughs> so the next time you see somebody cast like that, you're just going to go, you Billy Bobbin, man. That's a good one. I'll have to use that one. Oh, you got to use it because people will get it. Oh, Billy Bobbin. For sure. B- uh, ben- <laughs> yeah, don't, Billy Bob. Don't call me Billy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Benny, uh, what, you know, what kind of intrigues you the most about the bass? I mean, I know you're kind of, um, you've focused your business primarily on bass. I mean, there's yellowtail and, you know, you just said tuna, but what, what draws you to the bass the most? Uh, you know, for me, I made my reputation catching those things. You know, I have two fish over 10 pounds. One year I caught five over nine. Wow. Uh, 2020 or 2019, five over nine, two close to 10. Uh, biggest this year is seven and a half on a surface iron. The two big, the two 10 pounders I caught were on surface iron. But that's cool. The biggest thing for my guests is to. Give them a chance to catch the fish of a lifetime. Hey, it might be a, I've only caught two pounders. They catch a four pounder bingo, mm-hmm. PB, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Tony, the other day, biggest bass he ever caught, five pounds, bingo, nine plus and an eight plus, Whoa. calico and sand bass, right, on artificial. Um, yeah, and again, you know, not to beat my chest, but I've had four people on my, while I, I guided them, over 10 pounds. What? 10 pounders, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can post pictures to, to prove it, but I have four people that have uh, 10, 10, Dr. Dr. Uh, Wang Tang, 10, 2, 5, Gary Woodrum, on the, uh, who, whose dad owns a Pursuit, him and Gus were on the boat. He caught a 10, 4, 10, 6, 10, 6. Gus caught a 9, 8 that day, and I caught the small one at 7. I tell you what, Benny, on Thursday when this airs, Please tag CCA. Okay. We'll make sure people come see all those, all those four. Yeah, all those four in one, and just put them in one um, story for you or the okay. post. We'll and tag CCA. We'll make sure people come and see you because I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So, so they caught in your time doing guiding. Yep. You've caught six ten-pound calicos. Yes. Yeah. You've had people catch four, and you catch two. Yeah. The the one I caught. Um, um, the two I caught, one it was at San Clemente, one was on the beach up in Monarch Bay, Dana Point, pre-fishing for a tournament. Wow. Um, so that doesn't count for guiding, and either does, no, the one I did catch at Clemente, I did have, uh, I was kind of guiding that day, so I would have to say yes, but the other ones were all straight clients that caught them. Yeah, and then people can check you out on Instagram, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you have a, a massive following. You have ten thousand yeah. followers. Yeah. Once you told me, mm-hmm. so it's Coastal Charters. Coastal underscore Charters. That's right. Yeah. Coastal underscore Charters yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Great way to go see all the and visualize the size of fish that you're putting people on. I mean, yeah. I I follow you. I've followed you since the beginning. It's awesome. Yeah. The progression over time, and even the yellowtail. Oh, like this, yeah. this stuff out there. How how often does that yellowtail stuff happen out there at the island when you're fishing calico? Does it, it just pop up near the kelp and you well, go chase it? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, when you can catch them on jigs, or sometimes you're fishing uh, bass, and then the yellows come through on on an edge of a kelp line, and you're fishing the seven inch PK in a natural color, and they come up and eat it. I mean, it's been more than. 20 times that's happened. Yeah, so, really. Um, and that's why we'll, we'll fish 80 pound to 50 to 60 pound leader. If we know the yellows have been there, I'll say beef up to your gear or just use these, you know. Trank's 400 with 80 pound on an eight and a half foot uh, Terramar rod and 50 to 60 pound leader. And, you know, Edo Gamagatsu uh, weighted hook and a uh, pickle kick, seven inch pickle kick, and something natural. A kicker pickle, pickle yeah, kick. Yeah, kicker pickle kick. Yeah, it's, it's a mouthful. Do you use a, a quick clip to your everything? I I do use a, a quick quick clip, but uh, Man, Randy, you got to work on easier things to say. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest with you, with, with, to be honest <laughs> with you, I've been using the. Um, some other clips that I basically buy from uh, on Amazon just because I, I use them in bulk. Mm-hmm. See, as a guy, quick quick change is huge, right? I mean, going from different colors, different bait, because most of the outfits I have, I can go, I can throw uh, an Alabama rig, a tube, 
a jerk bait, a Surf swim bait, design. a weedless. Surface iron's on a different outfit, but I can change colors. But with a clip, um, crankbait, crankbait, yeah. So one one rod, so one rod and reel combo. It's a uh, Tranks 200 with a, a Terramar 80M. You can fish uh, a medium diver, a deep diver, a 10XD, a spinner bait, a weedless bait, a jerk bait, and a swim bait. All on one one outfit. Straight braid. Uh, I fish um, a thirty pound uh, Afco Cycle Pro. What about you using straight braid? Yes, yeah, it'll be to a fifty pound Power Pro. Okay, so okay. it's lighter, comes off the reel better, but um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's your most used combo that you have for clients. Yes, unless we're fishing, you know, for bigger fish, it's a Tranks three hundred sixty five and forty. Uh, Psycho Pro. So awesome. A little bit heavier because we're fishing heavier gear. Then you can throw a 10XD with it, you know, a really deep diver or a 20, 20 foot diver. Uh, it's a uh, five to nine inch swim bait, a seven inch uh, weedless like the PK. Um, a rig, heavier A rigs, bigger jerk baits up to 190 size. Um, yeah. Well, are you a catch and release only charter? I, I am, but. You know, because people ask me all the time, hey, do you mind, you know, my guys are asking, do you mind if we keep a couple? They have every right to keep whatever they want. But the rule on my boat is two to three pounders are fine. Anything over that, we're releasing. I like that. You know, and you so know. It's just above legal, basically. It is. 15, 16. 16 inches, yeah. I think that's fair. You get four fillets. If you're doing tacos, if you're going to feed, you know, uh, Tia, Tio, Tata, you know, and it's for Memorial Day, I'm going to say, you know, I'm not the right guy. Maybe go catch some something else. But yeah. to be honest, let's, you know, I have a little, I have a lot of respect for the fish we catch. So, and I, but I don't deny my guests because they have every right to, to keep because they have a valid license and they pay, pay me pretty good money to come out and fish. So, but I'm not a, I'm not a catch and slaughter guy. It's just yeah. not not the right thing to do for what I what I try to preach so so speaking of catch and release but, uh, Kevin this man huge advocate for coastal social the coastal social tournament series that we came up with with your son Matt yeah and uh, I think this is our second year and you fished almost all the tournaments I think yeah all yes I did yeah yeah what I mean in your opinion as kind of a participant I know um, you Kevin you participated as well this year what do you think about that series? Just kind of not to put you on the spot to give you a, or to critique, but just kind of curious. Well, you know, Matt, Matt comes to me with feedback. You know, we both give each other some very harsh, we're harsh critics of each other. <laughs> we tell it like it is, but you know what though? It's, it's, it's all about just, you know, giving our honest opinion. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I really like the format. I like the fact that, you know, newer, uh, you can you can mix it up with some seasoned anglers, you know, it just I think what it does is just, you know um, um, Just makes you become a better angler. I always thought tournament fishing makes you a better angler I, and, and you know what I tell a lot of the new anglers don't don't be afraid to ask them what you were using Show me what outfits you were using uh, That's one thing I did a lot of when I was fishing in the tournament series I'd literally pre-fish an area catch them and show exactly where I was fishing what I was fishing and how I was fishing it because you know for me They may not be able to uh, replicate what I did or what I'm doing um, I, I even tell my guests hey, I get a lot of guys that fish their own boat Hey, take the numbers. I, I don't. I don't care. You know, the more you share, makes anglers better. It's better for fishing. But the coastal social, uh, it's a good to me. It's a great gathering. Um, it's bragging rights. You know that 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 whole uh, eighteen pounds of fish. You know, for three fish, that that's pretty impressive. You know, I, I mean, I went all the way to Malibu and spent a bajillion dollars in fuel and caught. You know seven eight pounds you know? <laughs> but we caught a bunch we had a great time i mean we probably went i don't know 120 miles yeah, yeah. but we were there mainly one to support it mm -hmm. uh, but but two i think it's a great way where there's no pressure it's you know you're not it's not about money it's not about anything it's about bragging rights and if you can take out a couple of the top dogs while you're doing it why not you don't have to go a long ways heck kevin was right around the the corner from the from the way in it and caught his fish. I mean, there's right fish. There. Yeah, there was fish to be caught. So, mm -hmm. I wouldn't think too much of it. I think a lot of times go fishing, 
um, and just uh, you know ask the questions. You know, ask the questions and pay attention to what's going on on social media and what people are catching them on and how they're catching them. Yeah, yeah I mean, you kind of strike me, and you've always been this way to where you know the more information, the better. To where you know you kind of said it yourself, where if more people are catching fish. It's ultimately better for our whole industry. Yeah, I, I agree. It's only going to make them better. They want to know what kind of tools you're using, what kind of bait you're using. So it only helps stimulate everybody's business, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think so, you know, whether it's a boat, whether it's fish finders, whether it's the clothes you wear, it's the rain gear, it's the shoes or the lures, and, you know, mm-hmm. everything. I think everything's affected, and it'll only make them better as anglers. And it'll also make uh, again stimulate our, uh, our our business community. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's so interesting because let's just talk about when maybe when you first started, right? Mm-hmm. There was a handful of people out there that were professionals: Bill Dance, Roland Martin, Orlando right. Wilson, some of these guys, the greats, right? Right. Um, that really promoted the sport in a way different light. Mm-hmm. They were out there on television. They were showing people their tactics, their things. Nowadays, kids have YouTube, they have Instagram, they have TikTok, whatever. Most people you know, that are fishing, I would say, don't really use TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to get at is that there's so much access to information nowadays. These kids coming up are wild, man. Right, right. They, they crush it. There's a lot of vehicles, whether it's freshwater, saltwater, that, uh, you know, you've got young captains out there doing some really cool stuff with some really, um, um, you kind of scratch your head, but you have to stop and think. You know, that's, that's one thing. On, on my boat, you look at it and going, oh, my God, he's got a ton of gear, and I do have a ton of gear, and it's for everything. Spinner baits, A rigs, jerk baits, every size crank bait. baits. Yeah, I mean, bitch. you got it. I've got everything for fishing bass, and you would think I was on a you're on a freshwater bass boat, but that's what's needed. And and all these young kids coming up, some of those those patterns and techniques work for our bass, you know, because a bass is a bass, whether it's green, brown, or spotted. Or spotted. <laughs> you're gonna catch them with. I mean, half the stuff we catch spotted bay bass are. Freshwater, you know, derived from the freshwater. So. Mm-hmm. How, how did Matt, your son, Matt Florentino, how did he get involved with um, fishing, but particularly how did he get in the fishing industry? Well, he, he, he got into fishing because I fished. I mean, I, I when I was growing up, I surfed, and I was always around the water. But as a kid, I surfed. You know, I started surfing when I was 10, uh, because I wanted to ride motorbikes, and I almost killed myself on a bike jumping off the roof. Oh, and, uh, yeah, we used to just do some crazy stuff. And my dad, my my dad said, uh, "We got to find you something else to do." And my cousin goes, "Why don't you give him a surfboard?" He gave me a surfboard. He used to drop me off at the beach every every day until I, I learned, and then I I you know. Where were you growing up? This was in uh, South Bay. So South Bay, Hermosa, Redondo, you know that those areas. And so I got pretty good, and I was you know pretty much surfing in all the tournaments and did pretty well from San Diego all the way up to Santa Cruz. And so... Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. You said you did pretty well. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I know you're a humble guy, but what, what, were you, what is pretty well? Uh, I was, you know, I grew up in the 70s, okay? So the 70s were pretty, you know, was, was kind of, things were starting to change, shortboard um, and all that. I went to, I went to Hawaii and stayed in 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 the country or the north shore when i was 15. Oh, and I, wow. I i had when i left the island i had three ipa stingers and one uh jack shipley lightning bolt surfboard and uh i ended up selling everything because i wanted to get more stuff but and i did that in the 70s but i also fished i mean you know when i was home we, we'd ride our bikes to san pedro the docks and fish the docks for perch you know piling perch blue perch butter lift taking the crabs off there and then we fished bonita with splashers and feathers in the uh, in the harbors where all the freighters used to come, they never used to bother us because we were just fishing. Back then, we were just fishing. Even though we're still fishing now, it's it's an offense. So mm. you notice how I stress that <laughs> <laughs> because we're just fishing. You know, we are fishing. Um, so as I got older, I stopped I stopped surfing. I have really bad ears, and I got more and more into, into fishing. So. 
Matt was born in 84, about 87, he started coming out with me on the half-day boats. Now we can de- now we can now make sure we know how old he is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's an old man. You're with us. Chris, I was say, he's, old, he's old like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that the other day. That's pretty good. So he, he just, he just I brought him along fishing all the time, whether he wanted to or not. I took him just because... You know, my wife was with my daughter, and Matt was with me, and we fished until we got our first skiff in, like, 91. It was like a 17-foot sea squirt with a motor. I probably, I spent three grand on the boat motor. I ended up putting about another three grand in the motor and getting rid of it. (laughs) Sold it for three grand, so it cost me a lot of money. But anyways, that's how we got started fishing. And then, um, you know, we just just fished a lot. You know, fished on that skiff a lot. We used to go to Cat. We used to... I really started to get into artificials around that time too from uh, my party boat days. The original Worm King guy was coming on the half day boats and what, what was available though? We're talking double A's? Like what was it? What were you using? Some double, we, well back then Worm King just came out so the swim bait was, was starting to come out. What was the swim bait like? It was a, God I wish I would have, I should have brought them. You have I have bags, bags of the original ones, yeah. Yeah, so I used to, I'll bring them when I do a seminar, just so the show, but I don't have with me. But I'll tell you what I'll do. Later when I get home, I'll post a picture. Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, I'm I'll, story. Thursday I'll, yeah. I'll post a picture. So I'll post those in the big We'll graph. give someone the, the date. Oh, you keep talking, I'll, I'll yeah, figure yeah. out the date. Um, so we fished a lot, you know, and then um, as Matt got older, he was going off to school this after high school. When he got into high school, he was into rollerblading. And uh, with Spicer, with, well, he wasn't Spizer? with Spicer, but I got to tell you something. He's going to be kind of peeled when I say this. But, <laughs> Do it. But Rand, it. Randy and uh, Matt had uh, posters of Randy on his wall oh, when he was skating. Yeah. Nice. So. <laughs> Do you still have them? I don't know. Do you have any new ones? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> but you know, because Randy, I mean, at that age, was like he was the guy in rollerblading. So I just found that out recently. No way. Yeah. Oh no, he was like the guy. He still is the guy in rollerblading. I was yeah. Say, he's 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 yeah. re he's rebranding his old skate. Uh, Oh, yep. Sorry, roller wheels. blade wheels. Yeah. What were they? Uh, yeah, anyway. Road is, I, that's why his name is Roadhouse. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, Randy, if I say anything wrong, I just know that Matt had your posters. And when <laughs> you and Matt started fishing together, when Matt and Randy started fishing together, he goes, You know, Randy, Matt, you said, he goes, Matt just, yeah. <laughs> she changed the subject. But anyways, uh, so that's how it started. And then Matt kind of kind of grew off that when he was skating I mean, and how, when he how went to school. Uh, just after high school, high school, I guess. High school and getting out of high school. And then he went to college at uh, Cal Poly Pomona and then kind of stopped. And then then um, he started fishing part-time, fishing some of the local, local ponds up by school. And I kept noticing some of my gear missing. <laughs> he goes, you got a lot of it. And, you know, and I go, yeah, well, that's cool. But I thought maybe I was going senile. Don't know where the heck I left it. Um, but he started fishing more and more. And then uh, him and Randy hooked up fishing. And then the rest was history for those guys and for his fishing. And but what is, what, what is history? I mean, there's a lot of it there. I mean, did you play a large part in, in grooming those guys to become what they are now, which is Calico-obsessed freaks out there? <laughs> I don't know about Rand. Randy. I think Randy's personality is that way, but I, I think with, with Matt and Randy's, they have very light personalities as far as their um, passion for it. So I don't want to say obsession because I don't – it's not – I think fishing isn't – an obsession more than a passion. Maybe at first it was my wife said, "Oh, you're obsessed with that fishing thing. How many rods do you need?" Uh, this before being sponsored. My whole my whole garage was full of rods and reels and then surfboards. So, but um, they they kind of got together and formed their own um, pathway to where they're at now. So, Radio silence was a big part of that, right? Yeah, J- Justin. I mean, there's a, a small crew of them that that you know. Um, even even I think Afrin was starting to. Come into there. I remember when Afrin um, from Warbates. From Warbates, yeah, just approached us on it. He gave. I was living up in Central Coast at the time when his his baits were coming out, and I introduced those to, uh, baits to uh, the guys at Tackle. That's that's how that all came about. Yeah. So, but you know, those guys they 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 formed their own pathway, and you know, it's something I'm proud of. And you know, when Matt and Randy won their first tournament, that was for me. That was that was pretty exciting. Um, when and and. Did you lend them your boat? Like, how did they get access to boats? 
they Randy that, that's a whole other subject you have to touch on that but Randy purchased some small boat that used to always fall apart but there's their story we'll have them on one day their so story is you just gotta listen to their story it's pretty good well coming back in yours yeah so you you have um, a legacy with Matt you have your own in this in this uh, timeline where you've developed your own guide service and you've worked with how many companies now promoting their own product. Where do you see yourself going from here? Uh, that, that's a good question. I had a really good conversation with Matt on the way home yesterday. And, you know, honestly, I probably like, because there is no real person working in a, in a small boat, but I'd like to come down to maybe either San Diego or Mission Bay and just run, you know, half day trips and take them spotty fishing. Easy, because wow. there's nobody else doing it. Yeah, I think you would have a very good business down there. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, it's not, I'm not getting beat up, and save the, the the beat up for fun fishing. You know, taking friends out and doing projects with with Matt and Afco, and um, you know, doing some projects with other companies that I've got coming up, and save it for that. You know, instead of um, kind of reserving a lot of areas to fish and how I want to fish because of. You know, some of my um, my guests. Um, I don't. I don't know what to say. How to say it? But maybe some of their uh, their uh, experiences. And as you know, they see two foot waves and it's kind of coming over the side. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna <laughs> die!" I go, "Well, this is a really good day coming back. But you should see when it's really bad. We got home in two hours and fifteen minutes. That's pretty darn good. You should see what it takes three and a half, four hours. Then you would really start, uh, yeah, getting worried, but." But yeah, I, I, I'm thinking. I'm really seriously thinking about doing that, and uh, I've just got to approach it. I got to get through this year and see where I'm at near, um, in around December, and then kind of move forward to it in the spring, and then try to do something like that. I mean, I live closer to, to Mission Bay. I'm 55 minutes from door to the to the ramp, Mission Bay, as opposed to 55 minutes to Afco from Afco to Newporter. Long Beach is another 20, 20 plus minutes. So and there's a there's a lot of um, sacrifice you make for driving, particularly on time, yeah. to go ahead and do these charters for sure. Oh, I, Matt was telling me about it yesterday. You know, for your age, I can't believe. Well, what do you want to do? Sit in a chair and you know and and mow the grass all day. <laughs> I'd rather be on the water hanging out and watch people catch fish. You know, I don't know. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when it comes to San Diego, there's so many different options, too, where, you know, whether it's Mission Bay or even the San Diego Bay. Right. I mean, you can spend a whole day fishing San Diego Bay for spotties. It's yeah, spotties, sand bass, halibut. whatever, halibut, yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of want to keep the bass thing because, again, that's that's my my area of focus and expertise. I just want to, but, you know, like anything, yeah, like Palisbury's, I know that area like the back. I mean, I know it. I know it. I know seasonal. I know when transitions. I know what the fish are doing certain times of the year. I mean, people, they'll ask me, hey, is that stuff biting yet? I go, and I'll tell them no, but it looks like it's going to happen. I mean, we had tremendous conditions the other day and I don't snap that one zone where you where I caught that one on the surface iron yeah that stuff looks amazing but there was god just one day you see eight pounders next day you see nothing yeah mm. so. has, that, has that been kind of the story for this year it, it seems more so yeah and you know Palos Verdes is so susceptible to upwelling so the wind the wind and the weather changes just kill us so it'll be 54 degrees on the other side of the hill like that area we fished up in Santa Monica and all that could be 64. Wow. That's 10, 10 degree difference from one end to the other. So yeah. the fish are moving back and forth trying to go from cold to warm, to warm or wherever? They're either moving or they're just hungered down by a rock and trying to stay warm or just not moving. They're just stagnant. And that's why that flipping thing kind of put it in their front of their face is where, you know, that tech, that uh, pattern works really, really well. Interesting. Yeah. You got to make a lot, multiple flips and the guys don't get it. They want to drag a bait where you need to flip on top. Bite, flip, flip, flip. Nope. Just like flipping. You know, you don't leave it down there and jiggle it. You know, you find, find holes to pop it in. Do you start your day out fishing fast with irons and then drop down to slower techniques or do you go slow and then tip fast? Um, Does it depend on the weather? It all depends on conditions. Conditions, yeah. Depend, that's, I mean, because if I had my way and fish are chasing bait, I throw the surface iron all day. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's just my favorite way to fish. But that's so cool. You have to fish 
what the fish want. You know, I mean, you got to feed them that way. There's a ton of bait around. They've been eating all night. They're going to be laying there. You know, digesting. Yeah, and if there's no current, you know, it's 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 like what I tell everybody else is that you know when there's no current, the fish aren't moving. They're not burning calories, and I think a lot of guys have said that. But and once the current's moving and they got a and there's bait around, they're gonna move and burn calories to eat. So that's that's my my thinking on that. But I don't know. Fish are fish are hard to figure out. Benny, in the ten years that you've did that you've been doing guiding and all that stuff, what do you think is probably either the most different from when you first started up into now? Have you noticed any um, trends in the fishery or anything like that? Any crazy things? Um, what I've noticed is that you know the anglers are really paying atten- paying attention to the gear they're getting. Mm-hmm. Their their gear is pretty superior. I mean, um, I just think the fact that you know it's a tool that a lot of them don't know how to use yet. You know they have great gear, and uh, they just don't they don't use it to their advantage. They work against it. It's just like guys that you hear it all the time on the tuna boats. They get great talicas and rods and the whole thing, but they just don't know how to. They don't know how to use it to to their benefit. And I think a lot of times, you know, again casting. You know, mm-hmm. casting. I see it all the time. I mean, it, it just kills me when a guy doesn't you know end up at nine and they stop at like ten and eleven. The cast stops there. You know, it's like putting the brakes on and. They get a 10-yard cast instead of a 50-yard cast. So, mm-hmm. but as far as what I've seen um, changes, uh, I tell you, man, fishing in general has just uh, changed quite a bit. I think the anglers that were fishing in 2014, the 2018 and maybe 19 are spoiled. We've had some tremendous fishing, and since then to now, with the bluefin thing becoming more readily available close by. I just think they think it's too easy. I, I really do, and it, it is easy, right? I mean, you go on a, a day and a half, and we're gonna drop knife jigs till they stop, and then wind up till they stop. <laughs> okay, we got two. Now we just gotta go find patties and catch yellows. I mean, it's. I mean, that's it's. It's that that easy, you know. Bass fishing is a lot more work. It seems like uh, less bites at the islands. Catalina right now has been tough. Tough, tough. Guys fishing bait are having a tough go at it. Um, I talked to somebody this morning, and they said that Catalina, they're trying to fish sea bass, um, it was tough, and they couldn't catch anything else. But then again, you, you got Wes and Jake on bite sport fishing, they're getting limits every day. So, you know, information's huge. Information is huge because you can get it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get it where, everywhere, from Let's Talk Hookup to, you know, uh, BD Outdoors to uh, the internet. Um, Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Some of it's valid. Some of it could be ten days old, but you know, it's it's there. So, do you think that uh, the minimum size limit from going from twelve to fourteen inches affected the size range that you see now in calico bass specifically, or any bass and sand bass included? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's only been good for. For fishing, because now we have you know those three to four four year old fish are not getting taken anymore. That twelve to that twelve inch man, remember twelve with ten, sack them all day. You have a you know, right twenty people at that's that's a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're catching more and a lot of releasing more, which is fine. I think the goal is always to catch. Um, um, the other day we had Clemente on Sunday. And I don't think we had but uh, uh, a few le- uh, few under legal, and the ones that were under legal were like four inches. Right. Seriously, it was it's crazy. It's but true. a lot of a lot of two to four with fives. I mean, straight swim bait fish. But I haven't noticed. I, I think it's good because you're catching. So if you have kids on the boat and you're catching a bunch of twelve and 13, 13 and a quarter, man, it's great. It really is. You know. So I see that where they can fish a small swim bait or an underspin or. Anything like that, um, I think it's fantastic. Um, so I think healthy, yes. Bigger ones, I don't know. There might be a lot of small ones, and the and they're getting to the bait before the bigger ones, you know. Or you just got to be in a different place. So, do you uh, think that calicos migrate quite a bit? Do you think they move out from mm-hmm. the island at all? 
I mean, there's been some stories where they go, you see like a whole ball of them going from from like mid mid water mid ocean coming towards the coast. So I wouldn't doubt it. And you know, uh, technically speaking, maybe the small ones do. I've never seen it. I've never I've never witnessed it. So. Well, um, what I do witness is that certain times of the year when they start to spawn, you catch a bunch of them everywhere. Catalina, you can catch 150 bass all day long on A-rigs, underspins, jerkbaits. And they're not the biggest one. may not be the ones that, you know, we like to catch, but, you know, catching, catching is good. So catching is good. Um, you know, I had a trip with... Uh, Tommy and Wayne a few years back, and we caught like 160 something, 180 something wow. on I, I on uh, yeah. I mean that was ridiculous on on a rigs and um, uh, dart spins. I think they were so. I mean it was phenomenal. So mm. catching is good. I think catching is good in the middle of summer. It's good. Um, big ones got to work. You know, got to work. So do you think that MPAs affect fishing? Yeah, when you're driving, when, <laughs> the other day when I was driving by Point Vicente and you see the birds diving, diving and you see these big tails kind of going through the bait, yeah, it, it, it kills you. Um, Do you think it's I, a benefit? I don't know. I mean, you know, we have to close an area because we have to close something. That's not a good reason to close an area. Or because somebody's tax bracket is higher, so we're going to work that out i don't know i don't i don't agree i mean correct me if i'm wrong but you know like that's my perception of this whole mpa there's no and chris knows better than you guys know better than me but factual data that says that it actually helps close an area forever you know we're going to revisit it in five years right or whatever it is we heard that for years. <laughs> it's, it's never once they since 2012. There hasn't been once they close an area, done. Yeah, forever. We all know that. That's, Traditionally, you don't usually get that back. No, no. They'll tell you. They can tell you all the good stuff, but it ain't gonna happen. So, has it helped? I don't know if it helps the area because we can't fish it and do it. And you know, maybe Lyle knows when he does his studies, but I don't know. They're healthy. I mean. Fish seem to know where to go. When you see yellows off Point Vicente foaming and you just can't make a cast on them and keep driving, your people are freaking out, going, oh my God, look at those 20 pound yellows. And you just keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look. There's going to be there's going to be a new uh, addition to your charter business. It's going to be called fish watching. <laughs> Whale watching, fish yeah. watching. Yeah, in the summer you can watch bluefin jumping out of the water yeah. and not yeah. bite, and you can catch uh, you can watch yellowtail and bass flip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happen more than five times so interesting yeah well let's talk a little bit about your boat man i think it's you know personally i think it's probably one of the best if not the best oh thank you thank you but uh, not I, only it's it's super good looking oh thank so you like yeah i um i take a lot of pride you know for being a one-man show i mean um yeah it's it's a uh 2021 ranger bay uh powered by a mercury verado 300 um, it's equipped with um, Humminbird Solex 12s with chirp, down imaging, mega side, radar. Um, it's outfitted with uh, all Shimano rods, reels, G Loomis spinning rods, and uh, basically all sustained spinning reels. Uh, if I fish live bait, it's Trinidad's, Talicas and um, tennis reels, spinning reels, um, all Power Pro, all AFCO Psycho Pro. Uh, if I'm fishing live bait, which I'm not doing too much anymore, but it's all um, Gamagatsu uh, Nautilus circle hooks. And uh, it's it's has a Minn Kota. I have a Minn Kota Ultera and a Minn Kota Tarova, kind of interchange both of them, that has spot lock, which is gigantic, especially on the spot I fish the other day because I spot locked it and we picked apart it's like freshwater you just without having power poles uh, just picking apart a structure like crazy so um, what else um, a 40 gallon live well and a 25 in the uh, port corner how big is your fuel tank fuel tanks 100 gallons and it runs on regular I just treat it every now and then um, it's got a nice uh, console in the center and I have a potty option so if I have gals on the boat i put the potty in 
Um, most of them opt to go over the side step or the swim steps. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah, hardcore girls. Um, <laughs> it, holds, it holds about 24 rods in the starboard rod locker. I think Kevin saw that with the jig sticks and all, all oh, yeah. that. Yeah. I can hold four, I can hold a 10 foot jig sticks and three nine footers. And then on the other side, there's three, six, nine, 15, 3,700 Plano boxes. Um, and then in the center, I have, you know, I have my fillet equipment, net, seat. Um, and that, this is just your boat. I mean, I've heard stories about your garage too and how loaded that is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's pretty loaded right now. I took, all, I took all the rods out, so there's like, yeah. No, it, it's pretty impressive. I've been very blessed to have the, the, the sport I've had over the years. Um, you know, uh, Shimano's been, you know, I've, I've been with quite a long time, so. You are easily one of the most recognizable boats out there. You have a very sick camo technical digital wrap. Yeah, the digi wrap, yeah. yeah from, I mean, it says AFCO on the side. Yeah. And it's, then, and I heard a story. Matt told me that that was like the precursor to having their new um, apparel, all their outerwear with like their bibs and everything, and their jacket having that camo. Yeah, it came out. A, the The boat was wrapped a year before all the barricade elites and the barricades, and also the uh, tactical shorts and and all that. So that's awesome. Yeah, he told me we're gonna wrap it in this. I go okay, that's fine as long as I can have some sponsors. Like, yeah, that's fine. But Africa's gonna be big. I go okay, that's cool and. It came out I mean it came out incredible so I mean uh, David Ibarra at um, well, I forget the name of his, his rap place but anyway it's in Irvine but Dave did a great job on it and mine is one of three boats wrapped that way Journey South Outfitters down in Louisiana has their boat wrapped in the same digicam and then uh, one of the pros in Florida has theirs wrapped in it so I feel very 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 fortunate you know I mean um, I'm fortunate to be part of the Shimano. You know, I'm I'm a national pro for Shimano. One of two people out west uh, helped develop a lot of of gear for them over the years, and I'm very thankful for them trusting me with giving pretty. I give pretty constructive feedback. I don't hold back because um, I think it's very important uh, not to make them happy. Even if I can't find anything wrong, um, I, there's got to be something. Something that somebody doesn't like about it. How how much of the project for the Tranks real? How much were you a part of that? Uh, 100%, yeah. I had 200, 300, 400. In fact, the Tranks, when it first came out, the only thing I had, I was trying to find something wrong with it, to be honest with you. The only thing I had is, you know, the lever that opens up the side plate? Mm -hmm. It was actually sharper and longer, and it used to cut your finger. Uh -huh. And I go, if we can shave this down, man, this would be awesome. And it's uh it's just it's incredible it's 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 a standard in everybody's arsenal i think if you're a, a shimano guy and that's what i'm seeing on the boats um is a lot of that um i helped develop the, the, the what's it called current sniper so uh, and then of course the swim kick that's out now there's there's surface iron i helped develop that and a uh, funny story with the sniper was the final product that we had out we had uh mickey from japan out I caught one over nine up at, at uh, Johnson's Rock. Um, um, the last the last day we were field testing over nine. So it cleared it cleared the, the oh yeah. I would tell you the test was good. I'll, I'll tell you later what what Mickey said, but it's like yeah. Well, that will leave that for Doc Talk. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I've never seen a calico that big before, so it's pretty impressive. It was fun, but I enjoy it. They've been really, really good to me at outfitting me and, and my business with the best gear. So, I mean, there's great gear. Everybody makes great gear now, and that's, that's the thing about um, anglers. They really do have a, a choice on, on what they can fish, and it's all good, you know, whether it's whatever. Whatever company's out there, they, they do a really good job. I think all the companies do a good job to be the best they can so well, it's all come a long way since 1991 when you had way less yeah way less options and they were all kind of crummy compared uh, to nowadays i had about <laughs> 20 ambassador 6300s with 30 pound trialing big game because that's pretty much that you know and then whatever heavy stick i had that i can gas a swim bait that, that's a long way from yeah. that yeah 
Um, and and how do people get a hold of you? Like, what is the best way? Uh, you're you're a lot of places, but what's the best? The, I mean, the best way is uh, direct three one zero seven seven nine zero three nine seven. Uh, email ben at fishcoastalcharters.com or they can just go to my site at fishcoastalcharters.com and all the contact infos there. You can DM me at Instagram at coastal underscore charters. Um, and if you're looking to fish right away, it's not going to happen until August, maybe even September. But I tell you, don't let that discourage you because fishing's kind of tough. You really got to work at it. I believe. August, July, August, and even September are going to be very, very, very good. Why do you say that? We're about a month behind. Oh, yeah? Last year at this time at Clemente, phenomenal. May was just hands down the best month for calico fishing. And then going into November there was tremendous. All my Catalina trips uh, that wanted to fish bass, I go, do you guys mind going to Clemente? Uh, I mean, we only paid for cat. We're gonna go to Clemente. <laughs> they go, okay, and they would catch like a seven. I had one guy catch two over seven. Um, I did a photo shoot for Shimano, I caught two over eight. It was just just incredible. Everybody caught, I mean, during those trips, somebody caught at least a big fish of seven, seven, and then caught yellows in between. Heck oh, yeah. Oh, it was just incredible, just, just incredible fishing. So, it may hasn't been that, and I really feel that it's about a month behind, so you start seeing everything kind of getting better and better. Benny, I know you you mentioned that you offer Catalina trips and um, and San Clemente trips and all that. Is there like any difference? Do you offer like a half day trip or three quarter day? Trip? Oh yeah, I still do the half day trip. You know, uh, a lot of people want to bring their grandsons, grandkids, or daughters and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I do have a half day available. Um, keep in mind, they're your kids, not mine. Um, and uh, I will do whatever I can to get them on fish because the key is keeping kids busy catching and it's usually about a four-hour trip but sometimes it lasts maybe three so maybe two and then uh, we'll go sightseeing or in the harbor or something different to keep them because you the thing is you want to keep the stoke with the kids you know one thing worse is like having a bad experience for a child because then that's it game over you know one and done huh? one and done yeah yeah see when i was younger and i had my kids come fishing with me there was the thing called the barge they had a little rest area with you can order burgers grilled cheese and still fish or half-day boats that had a galley where you can order oh yeah my dad's number is like six bread and you'd see like 10 candy bars and cheeseburger, <laughs> you know so that's easy it's a bigger boat mine's a smaller boat so you know if you ever take kids with you snacks keep them busy you're not going to catch fish that day that's all i tell them sit we're here for the kids mm-hmm. if you want to fish and let me babysit then i'm not the guy for you Mm-hmm. I'm really not. I'll help you. I'll hook and hand all day. I have no problem with that. Letting you know, throwing an A rig out and letting them wind it on. But uh, you know, if your kid acts up, I'm just gonna hey, I want to take care of business here. <laughs> I want to go in. <laughs> Talk to your dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it sounds cool, but it's you know what? It, it's um, it, it, we want to have a positive experience for the younger kids, just because you know, dads, you want to go fishing more. Keep the kids stoked. That's, mm-hmm. that's, stoked. that's super good advice. Yeah. A lot of people try to take them out on bluefin for their first trip. Yeah, that can go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we're on a crowded half day, but like this weekend, I feel for your dads. If you're going to go fishing this weekend, it's going to be crowded. Weather's going to be nice. There's mm-hmm. some fish to be caught. Um, Memorial Day weekend, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Memorial Day weekend. So gotta make sure people know because they're not going to hear this until June second. <laughs> okay. so, so June second, by the way, we're going to expect to see two things from from Coastal underscore Charters on Instagram. We want to see lots of nines. Yeah, we want to yeah. see the four nines that you got, and then the, or no, the, the four double digits. Double sorry, digits. Yeah, and then you want to see the um, baits. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and obviously, you you provide so much education for people out there who have never even right. been on your boat. They're just there to see it. You you've done so many seminars. How many? I mean, like literally, probably seminars till, since you started doing this. Lot. Yeah, I've done lots of seminars. But you know, I I run into people at the dock and things, and and I don't have a problem sharing. You know, sometimes I'm late picking up my guests because you know I was talking to a few people. They want to see like the newest rod or reel. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the baits I'm using, hey, out here, take a handful of these, you know, I mean, um, 
you know, I'm an ambassador for a lot of brands, so I'm also an ambassador of the sport, so I try to conduct myself the same way. I give people the due diligence. Even if I'm late, uh, I'd rather be late picking them up and just like shine it on somebody and tell them, hey, we'll just tack it on at the end of the day. Would well, you want to stay another half hour? Want to stay another hour? Let's just take you fishing. I apologize for being late, but at least I took care of people that want to ask some good questions for them. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's only way. And, you know, some of the remarks that people come when they come fishing goes, man, you're, you're actually pretty mellow. I go, well, I'm just like you. I bleed like you, man. <laughs> you know, I just enjoy fishing as much as they do. I just, I just get, I really get jacked when people catch good ones or just catch them, you know, and, and, and they're learning along the way. So that's, that's important. That's really, really important just to be an ambassador of the sport. So you're a very good one. Oh, thank Absolutely. you. Thanks. Absolutely. I try. You've done it for so many years too, you know. Yeah. And that's my only thing I have to tell the young people is that, hey, because I get that question, how do I get the boat, the this, the that? I go, you know what? You don't get it. You don't get it because you're already asking that question. Mm -hmm. Just put your nose down, go fishing, have a good time. You know, if you happen to become a pro stabber, be loyal to the brand you're with and, uh, don't don't look to get to the get the silver platter right away. You got you know this didn't Put come over. And, yeah, this didn't come overnight for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Absolutely, it's come a long way. So, Betty, on your you know with your clientele, I mean you're very well known throughout the industry as a whole. But do you get any like newbies to fishing at all or anything on your charters? I do. I mean, Tony the other day, he's only been with me one other time, and. Uh, uh, the result was he brought people that didn't fish before on the boat. We caught a few. It wasn't like really good, but, mm -hmm. and then, so he decided to come out on his own and, you know, but I do get new people, you know, I mean, people want to learn to cast. They want to learn how to fish a bait caster. Um, but if they don't, you know, it depends on the trip and how long it is. I want to maximize their fishing time. So mm -hmm. yeah, I want to go to Catalina and, um, I go, well, here's the deal. It's about an hour to get there, an hour back. The trip's going to last till two. We'll be back by three-ish. Um, is that what you want? And it's going to cost this much. Mm -hmm. Or do you want to spend time on the coast and have more time to fish and possibly catch more fish with less crowd? And it gets the wheels turning. And you're, they're, set, they're set on going to cat. We'll go to cat, you know. But I really try to optimize my fishing. I've gone from Newport to Santa Monica one trip. So. Wow just to chase a bite, you know, where the conditions just killed me. I go, okay, sit back, eat something, we're gonna go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I don't know if I could do that as much anymore because of fuel, but I've done it, I mean, I, I'll do it. So, in, but, um, in your opinion, with, um, with the newbie anglers and all that stuff, or anyone just trying to get into fishing, in your opinion, do you think bass fishing in general is kind of like a good <coughs> intro uh, to fishing, just kind of with the nature of it? I think so, you know, especially with the younger people because you're, you're active, you know, as opposed to bait and weight or, or tuna fishing because it's nothing's for sure, right? I mean, you could see tuna all day and not get bit. Tuna especially. Especially, smash. yeah. yeah. Um, I think or with, sea bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could, yeah, get them to bite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the bass, bass though, I mean, there's always they're always somewhere to catch. May not be the biggest ones you want to catch, but at least it's you're catching. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I sometimes have to check myself because you know we'll catch 20 plus bass on a slow day or a full day. And I go, hey guys, I'm sorry. He goes, oh, are you kidding, man? We caught like I caught five. He caught like eight, and you know he caught whatever, and mm -hmm. and they're like ecstatic. So I have to really. Um, you know, kind of step back sometimes and, and they go, oh, okay, well, if you guys are jacked that you caught that many, I'm good because, you know, because you're, you know, 40, 40 is a good day, 50 is a great day, 100 is exceptional. So and that can happen, you know, I mean, it can. 100 little guys is better than two medium sized ones? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If you're talking about two extra large ones, yeah, I'll take those that, two extra large that, ones yeah, over that, there. That's you and I. Yes. That's you and I. We'll make, I mean, even Matt's that way. He says, I'll, I'll make a thousand casts for that one. Right? That's that it. Because so. I remember that one yeah. over the hundreds. True. Very true. That's just me, though. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we're talking newbies, so <laughs> catching is catching is good. Yeah. You know? Catching is good. Yeah. Well, speaking of casting. Catching, catching, not ca casting. Well, casting to catch. <laughs> casting to catch. Speaking, okay, so casting wise, 
I mean, with the amount of fishing that you do, Benny, the amount of days that you put in, put in every year, mm-hmm. how is your shoulder? I mean, I kind of... <laughs> It kind of hurts just to think about question. it. Shoulders good. Yeah. Shoulders good. Elbows are good. Knees are good. Left mm-hmm. one's a little bit tingly, but my body in motion stays in motion. Yeah, right? that, that's it. I mean, you know, I wax on, wax off every day to clean my boat. So mm-hmm. um, you you actually do you you basically polish your boat after you're done. No, no, I don't polish it. No, I do that. Every, I do, yeah, I no, I, wa- little, I wash it though. I wash it. Every do you day. do like the? Um, no, that's like once a week. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the spray wax. Yeah, okay. wipe off, wipe off. Yeah. That takes off the, the water spots, basically. Yeah, but I have this other stuff, but it's still, I mean, you got to wash it, and then I spray that on after to get all the spots off. Wow. Like, when you, I mean, when you come on my boat, it's clean. Oh, I, I know. It's yeah. every time you go in, it's yeah. like, wow, it's brand new every time I look at it. And then once a month, I'll, I'll take it home and take everything out of the boat, detail inside and out. Once a month? Once a month, yeah. Gosh. Inside and out. It's, you know. I'm taking notes as a boat owner. That's just that's just me. Well, in one of my consoles, I have a a, a, a case of uh, Magic Erasers. I think I showed you oh, that. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. It's because it just takes everything off. So they say it's bad for it, but I go bad for the Joko. Yeah, that's what they say. I don't know. Mine still shines. So yeah, I've had it. I've had it for almost two years. So yeah, and not to mention the whole platform itself. I mean, it fishes really well. Oh yeah, and it's super super smooth. I yeah, mean, so it's so stable. It's such. It's like a Cadillac. Yeah. I went out there when we were at the Coastal Social. Mm-hmm. I asked if I could come aboard, and I went on one side. Mm-hmm. I just stood on the rail. I couldn't even, I, it couldn't even budge. It didn't even turn. Like the, the boat literally was sitting there, like nothing happened. Yeah, it's an eight and a half foot, eight, 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 six beam. So it's, it's pretty wide. It's a little shallow, but. It must be heavy. Like what is the, how is it so stable? Um, with everything on, it's about six grand. So it's pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. It's like the natural sea keeper. It's just a yeah. <laughs> it's wild. And I'm sure it goes through swell and everything else pretty well, it, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't. Like the other day coming back from, from Clemente, we, we got to that, that uh, Avalon Bank eddy and we had wind swell and wind swell on one way and a swell on the other. And we, we speared two and had one come over the top of the uh, arch. Gotta keep everyone on toes, though, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> I think what I was doing was I had my phone and I was switching music. Wasn't oh paying attention, <laughs> so. Bang! Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, poor kid, poor John in the back, he got drenched. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, you know, thank you so much for giving everyone the amazing detail for your, your story and for the, the help you give everyone over the years. A lot of people, a lot of clients probably have told you before, but I'm sure they appreciate your time that you dedicate to bringing more people in the sport. I'm sure that all your sponsors too realize that. Um, you have done more with your time than most people have done in two lifetimes for sure yeah i i try i you know um i i turned check this out i turned 64 in december so um yeah it's been good i, I have nothing we're speechless yeah even Matt, <laughs> even Matt goes at your age man i can't believe you're still doing this going to clemente doing it and i go hey it's it's Better than sitting at a desk or in a restaurant, you know. I mean, this is there could be other things that that are worse, but mm-hmm. um, but no. Thank you for the kind words. I, I mean, yeah. I just enjoy it, and I enjoy I enjoy the people in the industry, and you know, for CCA, I try to donate as much as I can because I can't. I'm only a small one man operation, so I can't donate monetarily. But uh, hopefully, with all the you know the trips I have donated in the past, that. It's, it's gotten some, you know, some funds to where it's needed, and that's the fight for all us anglers. That's what's really, really important from now into the future. So Your education yeah. speaks for itself. You've done more for giving people the idea to do a better job of conserving their um, sport, their future, the fish. A lot of people speak out. But you've definitely done your best to tell new people to do their best to speak out. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's the the real um, evidence to your success as far as generating education over the years. You know, you've you've gone to the next level, showing people that there's a real value in, in trying to preserve the sport and the the fish. 
um, by treating them in a certain way. Well, thanks, so, thanks. It's real important. We, yeah. If you like the fish, we got to help CCA because there's a lot of people like Chris Wayne and everybody else are fighting the fight for us in California. We know California is the toughest state that will not side with us anglers who are the probably the most conservative out of everybody out there just because we're trying to spread the word of conservation mm-hmm. for our sport amen for sure well benny you said that you your next available appointment on your boat is august i think uh, kevin we're due for a charter here with uh, Mr. Benny. <laughs> absolutely I, I mean every time that i see his post it just gets me fired up even more to go to the island you know it's crazy all yeah. that kelp yeah. the kelp fishing oof <laughs> and, and the boiler rocks too so i cannot wait but anyway friend thank you so much for being here thank you for everything that you do for us you're amazing thanks appreciate it absolutely one more time how do we get in contact with you how do we get to go fishing with you um let's see instagram coastal underscore charters you can dm me website fishcoastalcharters.com Email ben at fishcoastalcharters.com or 310-779-0397. And I try to get to you within 24 hours after I receive that. I'm on the water coming home. Excellent. Excellent. Benny, my friend, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. It's great. Kevin, fascinating. Always we have great guests. I mean, every single week it's like we... We tell each other this all the time that we get better and then all our guests just get better and better. So it's it's always great to have, you know, people on the water giving their perspective. You know, we can have a lot of different people here. We're going to have them all one day. All right, Chris? Yeah. We're going to be 32 uh, now. Right? How old are you? I'm 31 right now. I'm 31. I'm 32 right now. When we get to about 64 at Benny's age right here, <laughs> we're going to have well over 10,000 podcasts done. Yeah. So think about how many guests we have to bring in over that time. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for setting my plans for me for the next... <laughs> 30 years. years. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We certainly do appreciate it. Once again, make sure to go follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Visit us online at ccacalifornia.org. And also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We certainly do appreciate it. From Kevin and myself, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. <laughs>